My name is Jamie Serafi, founder and creative director of Cool Choir, a group of non-auditioned adult rock and pop choirs in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our Cool Choir podcast, Cool Chats, profiling the personal stories of some of our members across the city. You can find more information on Cool Choir at coolchoir.com or by following us on our public Facebook page by searching Cool Choir. Thank you for listening. Top of the morning to you, everybody. Today is Friday and we are almost a couple of days away from the world famous St. Paddy's Day celebrated across the world. And I thought this week it would be loads of fun to do a Irish themed podcast or a St. Paddy's themed podcast. And what better way to honour that than to feature one of our very own Irish members, Veronica. And it's a really gives me great pleasure to welcome Veronica to the podcast today. And hopefully we're going to have a little chat on the mic about all things Irish, all things St. Paddy's and all things leprechauns. Veronica, how are you doing? I'm really good, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here today talking to you guys and talking to all the cool choir members. It's lovely to hear your accent, by the way. Oh, see, I thought I was very (laughs) Canadian. I go home to Ireland and they tell me you sound so Canadian. I think your accent's quite strong still, personally, but maybe it's because I've only just gotten off the boat three and a half years ago. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. I don't know. So it was, um, yes, actually it was Tina's idea that she suggested that we bring, you know, you come onto the podcast and uh, talk a little bit about um, your kind of growing up, etc. in Ireland and uh, some of the traditions of St. Paddy's Day, etc., which we'll come to very shortly. But first of all, like on the beginning of all of our podcasts, it'd be nice to hear a little bit about... uh, yourself and Cool Choir and how you came to be in Cool Choir. Okay, well I joined Cool Choir, I think it was about the second week that you guys had started. Of the January. It was pretty early on and I had been on Facebook one day and something about Cool Choir popped up. I don't know whether it was on somebody's Facebook or it was an ad and I thought I'd been looking for a choir to join. I had been in choirs previously and I'd been out of a choir for about two years And I was really at that point where I was like, I need to get back into singing. I miss it so much. And Cool Choir popped up and I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I went along and here I am. And you mentioned choirs because you've had a lot of experience singing in choirs previously. As you said, now you you sung in choirs, as I recall, for several years. I've been singing in choirs practically all my life. I mean, I grew up in a very musical family. Um... An Irish family, of course, there was always music. I had a brother who sang in, um, he had a, a, a pop group with his friends. I had a sister who who sang, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where they sang in, in bar, she sang in bars and she sang in um, different places. Uh, so my, my family were always into music and we all were part of musical societies back in Dublin. So from a very young age, I sang in musicals. All my sisters, all my brothers sang in musical society. So we loved it. So I've always been singing. I've always loved singing. I sang in school choirs. I sang in girl guide choirs. I've always sang. So it's it's been part of who I am. And for anybody that ever is lucky enough to visit um, Ireland, you know, I would say that that music is very much at the forefront of the experience for for anybody going for the first time. And from what you've just described, you probably agree with that as well. Absolutely. It's kind of, it's part of who we are. Um, I think in every Irish home, 
music is such a huge part of 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 Ireland of of who Irish people are like you only need two or three people to come visit your house and it's a party or a hoolie as we say and always singing always like my dad no matter who was in the house a sing song would start up it would be a party you just had to have a few people it was a party it was a sing song it was a hoolie guitars came out fiddles came out whatever instrument you played everybody got together and and like I remember I have very good memories of growing up in Ireland particularly in my home where we had so many get-togethers and so many sing songs and so many parties and then how did you come to come to live in in Canada oh how did I come to live in Canada and how long have you been here I have been in Canada since 1996 so I married in 1983 had three children and then um, the economy in Ireland took a, a downturn and my husband had been downsized from his job and couldn't get work back there. The economy was quite bad. And um, he was looking to, we had gone to England and lived for a year and then came back to Ireland. And then he, we were going to go to Australia actually. And then we looked at Canada and he sent his resume out and he was offered a job within a month. So we decided, okay, let's go to Canada. We'll give it two years. And what, 22 years later, we're still here. We fell in love with the place. And you came straight to Calgary, did you? We knew nobody in Canada. So for us, it, was, it didn't make any difference whether we went to Toronto or whether we came to Calgary. We sent resumes to Toronto to insurance companies, which is what he works at, got no response. And then we read about this place called Calgary. And we thought, well, why not? Like, it looks like a really nice place. It's close to the mountains. And it gets a really good write-up. So my husband sent resumes and he was offered a job within two to three weeks over the phone. So we thought, why not? We don't know anybody anywhere. Let's go to Calgary. And so you've been here since 1996? Since 1996. <coughs> wow. I think I was about 16 at that oh time. <laughs> not to make you feel old. Oh my God. <laughs> so um, do you feel that, I mean, I, I think of a tradition like St. Paddy's Day, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's very much celebrated all over the world. Oh, um, yeah. And I think that if you are Irish, I think wherever you go and live in the world, I think there's always going to be a bit of a, a big deal made of something like like St. Saint Paddy's Day. So um, how have you found celebrating St. Paddy's Day over here in Canada? Oh, I mean, the first year that we got here, we didn't do anything. But actually that first St. Patrick's Day that we here was the, was the day of the huge snowstorm. And it was the only day that schools were closed down in all the years that I've been here. So we sat at home and we thought, my gosh, look at us, it's St. Patrick's Day and we're stuck in this house, we can't even get out. So after that year, we decided, okay, we're going to start celebrating. So every year we have a St. Patrick's Day party at our house. And we invite every year, we invite all our friends, anybody who wants to come, comes. We have um, drinks, we have food, we have people who come with their guitars and play piano and... We just have a huge party. And because I love talking about food, as you know, oh, yeah. I'd love to know more about some of the kind of traditional Irish foods that you, that you would expect to eat on, well, not just St. Paddy's Day, but, but, you know, generally. In Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, traditional Irish food, when people talk about Irish traditional foods, they usually think of Irish stew. They think of cabbage, corned beef, cabbage and potatoes, of course, would be like considered traditional. Bacon and cabbage. Bacon and cabbage, Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really think there's that much traditional Irish food. Of course, soda bread. 
which I know is one of your favorites. You have made, and, and actually I just point out that Veronica does something very special. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say every year because I'm putting her under pressure, but the last two years yeah. she she has actually brought um, homemade soda bread to rehearsal um enough for everybody to have a piece of soda bread and jam so i can't imagine what resources are involved in producing that amount of homemade soda bread for cool choir members and not only do i do that but i also cook my irish stew for everybody that i work with so i work in a high school so on st patrick's day or the day that's closest to it i make up um two crock pots or three crock pots full of Irish stew and I bring it into work and I serve all the staff. I dress up as a leprechaun and serve the staff in the staff room, the Irish stew. And talking of your Irish stew, your, your husband particularly likes oh your Irish stew, doesn't gosh, he? So <laughs> poor man. So in order to get the stew to work, I have to, like, I want to cook it the night before. So I don't want to cook it the, the whole, like, 24, 48 hours before. I want it as fresh as I can. So I tend to cook it through the night in the slow cookers. So the whole house smells of Irish stew. So my poor husband is like, my God, all I can smell is stew, like meat and stew. He's like, this is killing me. He can't sleep because it's through the whole house. And there's nothing worse than this, you know, smell of beef cooking overnight I while you're know. trying to, to sleep definitely and you put, you're probably like me you put it in the garage and yeah, yeah i put it in, in the there garage. to try and uh, that poor man he's <laughs> he's a sainted man i tell you <laughs> so going back to some of the irish music and stuff so i'm really interested to know as as an irish lady yourself do you have any particular favorite traditional um irish songs that that you particularly enjoy um i have a very eclectic um taste taste in music so for me like people when they say irish music they're they're always expecting like very traditional music but um like i like you too i like uh celtic women i love some of the celtic women songs um i don't really have a favorite overall but of course on saint patrick's day you have to sing the songs like cockles and mussels and danny boy and all those traditional songs that like are just part of the irish culture i think danny boy is possibly one of the most well-known um irish songs of of all time really no matter where you come from in the world everybody knows knows danny boy um and actually um it has a special place in my heart as well danny boy because um i don't know whether i mentioned before once to you but my uh, grandmother was irish and her name was hannah and um she came from kilorglan (laughs) so in fact it was last summer we uh, finally after all the stories that we were told as children about uh, the fact of her and 10 or 11 other sisters and brothers being basically raised in what was a barn a makeshift barn for their childhood in in the, the meadows of um Kilorglan, um, we actually uh, had the chance to go back and visit this place which is now derelict but there's still a building there and to actually walk through the rubble when you could see the old hearth is that the correct word the, oh, hearth, the hearth the hearth sorry yeah, the hearth yeah, yeah. yeah to see it in the corner and, and things like that and it was it was really very emotional for me that is um, so nice to be able to do that and kind of connect with your past and connect with 
like a part of who you are. I wish that in a way she'd still been around, I think. Yeah. Um, because she used to tell me all these glorious stories of Ireland and I, and I, I regret that it was I was so late going there to kind of finally visit. But what was really especially nice is that, that we have a lot of I- Irish family that we'd, well, I'd never met. And they, I mean, they opened their doors, they welcomed us in true Irish style and mm-hmm. they live uh, on the grounds of where this this barn was basically where yeah. these 11 or 12 se- siblings were were raised it's such a small a small space but the reason i mentioned danny boy because when she eventually passed away um i i did play danny boy i played half of it on clarinet at her funeral mm-hmm. and then halfway through i put my clarinet down and i played the rest of it on penny whistle <laughs> so it was so it was lovely such a yeah. nice sound and when she was alive we used to have a bit of a joke about it and i said mm-hmm. i said and we called her ham her name was hannah we called her ham and i used to say to her you know i'm going to play danny boy at your funeral ham and uh, and she said oh, oh that would that would be that'd be lovely dear you know i yeah. can't not good irish accent and uh and then, th- that, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I used to make a joke, and I said, and I, I better hurry up and start practicing, hadn't I? <laughs> so we used to laugh about that. Um, that's so, such a so, nice yes. memory, though, and such a nice thing to do to honor your yeah. grandmother. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful thing. So yeah. yeah, and actually, strangely enough, then I went on to write a musical um, called Land of Hope, Land of Tears, right. based on my own family, because some of those siblings that lived in that barn then later went on to they lived in in other countries so some of them moved to america right um, some of them stayed well it was basically i say other countries it was either america or it was the uk right. uh, or some of them stayed in ireland of course yeah. so um then i wrote a musical based on a, a fictitious family but it was ba- that that family was based on members of my own family who left Ireland, Ireland after the potato famine yeah, which so is a huge many, historical oh so many people left Ireland after that and I think that's why there's so many Irish throughout the world like they went they were everywhere you know and so many people went to America so many people went to Britain like everywhere Australia all over the world now where in Ireland do you actually come from I come from Dublin okay oh sorry yes I think you yeah. may have said that previously. yeah which is yes. the capital yeah. of Ireland yeah. so I was born in Dublin Raised in a suburb of Dublin. Um, Which suburb was that? It was called Drimna. Okay. I've, um, I've been to Donnybrook. Yeah, Donnybrook, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I was on the south side of yeah. Dublin. The best side of Dublin, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I had an amazing childhood. Like, I, one of six, grew up in a family. I was the youngest. Um, I was the oopsie child. Like, my brother was nine by the time I came along. So it was like, oops. Uh, wasn't expecting that <laughs> so I was uh my brothers and sisters will tell me that I was quite spoiled and got my own way and which yeah I probably did and so you are one of how many six six mm-hmm. right yeah Gosh. and so you are in the pecking order as it were where, where do you I'm fall? the baby Oh, you are. Uh, okay, I'm the baby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. The baby. Well, I'm the baby as well, as yeah. you know. So the, young, the, the youngest of five. That's the best place to be so because are, yeah. by the time I came along, my mom and dad had raised five children. And um, so I got away with murder, really, because, you know. By the time you, the you get to the sixth, it's just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just chuck them in the corner right. you know <laughs> so i got away with who lot, cares if, the, if the sheets are clean yeah, it was <laughs> great matter. but yeah. i mean i went to went back to dublin a few years ago and one of the things that struck me is just how much it has changed like oh. quite dramatically and i don't know whether it's the i'm not sure if it's the landscape that's changed but i think the 
I think the vibe has 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 changed and of course, in 2004, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, the UK kind of um, opened its doors to um, Eastern Europe. And so many Eastern Europeans came into the UK. Same. Now, I thought a lot had come into England. But when you go to Dublin these days, oh, it's completely um, changed. The, the landscape has completely changed yeah. with, with the people. So I think it's brought um, a completely different cultural vibe. But the cultural vibe may be created by the people, but as you walk around the streets, you know, you've still you've still got places like Temple Bar, which yeah. I know it's a bit commercial and touristy to go and visit there. And for those that are listening, if you haven't been to Dublin, there's um, one of the sort of the top tourist attractions is a place called Temple Bar. Um, and it's all kind of old cobbly streets, rather mm-hmm. like in the song Cockles and Mussels. Yeah, and the words exactly. go, she wheeled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow. Yeah. And that very much epitomises Temple Bar. Mm-hmm. You can go there today and they still have traditional Irish pubs. Oh, and you sit and, the and listen. in those pubs is amazing. Like, And what I love about it is it's so spontaneous. Like you go in there and you have people playing their instruments or singing and you just join in. Like everybody just goes in and just joins in. And that's what I love about it. And that... I like we were saying earlier this whole thing about people just coming together and and yeah. you know and I if you read travel books about Dublin they'll say they'll often advise people to you know take a take a penny whistle with you or take take something because if you yes. pull it out in a pub and you know you'll you'll start something really special yeah. and actually I'm just thinking to my right here because Veronica has brought me some uh, very special gifts today uh, which is I wasn't expecting at all um, there's a couple of coasters here and they one of them says the quiet ram which I think was a play on words of the quiet man. Man, yes. Yeah, um, and it's got a picture of... Because uh, you know that was filmed in, in Ireland, right? I didn't. The quiet man, yes. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, I missed the whole play on words because I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the right. you know, with the quiet man. So I, I that joke was lost on me. So I've <laughs> learned something today. And this one says, haven't seen you, E-W-E, in donkeys. <laughs> and there's actually a picture of a group of donkeys with a U with its backside turned to us right in the middle of the donkeys. So. And it's kind of a saying that you would say, oh, I haven't seen her in donkey's years. <laughs> like it's a saying you would say back in Ireland, meaning I haven't donkey's seen her in Donkey's years, like yeah. We say, so we say that, donkey's yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, haven't seen you in donkey's years. Exactly, Definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of what And then finally, I have a, um, a really, I've got an Irish wooden gift here and it says, well, it's a picture, it's actually a, a carved door of a leprechaun, it's called a leprechaun door and it says, place on your skirting slash... Uh, baseboard, baseboard and let the magic begin oh, I tell <laughs> what can I expect from this oh, gift <laughs> well, I can't be telling you that <laughs> <laughs> oh you're no fun <laughs> you got to put it on and see what happens so thank you very much for bringing these, these gifts along oh, today oh you're welcome that's lovely you're and, welcome and tell us a little bit about some of the leprechauns because that of course is a is something of a legend oh. well a, a legend is that the right word well, to use there's so many what, what legends is, what is a leprechaun exactly well a leprechaun is a little um, it's a leprechaun. How do you describe a leprechaun? It's a little person yes. that's Irish and they can be they can be mischievous, they can be really nice leprechauns, they can be bad leprechauns. You just don't know. And they can show up anywhere, they can cause, you know, terrible problems in your house, or they can be really nice and bring you nothing but good luck. Yeah, so I think hopefully this door brings you one the ones that bring you lots of good luck. You know, <laughs> well, uh, we all hope to have good luck, and if if I can if it can come through a leprechaun door, then all the better. There you go. <laughs> so my association with leprechaun is is definitely probably more luck than 
Yes. Than, than mischievous, yes. basically. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have fairies in Ireland too. So we like we have lots of different legends and different different stories and you know we like to keep them alive. Hence every year I dress up as a leprechaun. <laughs> and then so finally tell us a little bit about your St. Paddy's party that you're going to be having this year. So you're gonna invite your friends, you'll have yes. Irish music playing, and yes. then you're gonna serve your stew. Any other delicacies that you might serve at your party? Um no, whatever. Usually I say to people if you want to bring a plate to share, sometimes we have uh all different types of food from all over the world. People will bring I, I Try and have it as like a celebration of every culture, not just Irish culture, but every culture coming together on St. Patrick's Day and just celebrating together. Because really and truly, when you, when you look at the big picture, we're just all one big world. And we should all celebrate each other's diversities and, and traditions and yes, everything. Absolutely. And so I try to do that. So everybody brings something from where they live or what their culture is or you know bring a drink and we sing and we dance and I teach people how to do some Irish dancing and we have guys there who play guitar and we it's just such well, a fun night to, to finish the podcast I thought it would be fun to possibly um, ask you if you've got any well-known kind of Irish sort of phrases or sayings I mean I opened the podcast today with top of the morning mm-hmm. to you it's something you hear quite, quite a lot over there I know. Um, and um uh, do you have any, uh, can you can you kind of uh, let us know of any other kind of uh, things that, any that phrases? people say? Well, I won't do any curses for you. I won't do that. Oh, you're no fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, slancha, of course, which everybody knows when you have a drink. So on St. Patrick's Day, everybody, when you're having a drink and you're thinking of the Irish, raise your glass and say slancha which is the Irish for cheers. I've never heard that before. You've never heard slauncha? No, no. Yeah. So but instead of cheers, say slauncha. Now, what about what they put on people's, uh, when people put them on, the, on their house, the welcome thing about mia, mia falta or something? Oh, cade mia falta. Yes, that's something. Yes, like. cade mia falta yes. means um, a thousand welcomes. Yeah, so cade mia falta. Lovely. Yeah. Thanks again for coming oh, and featuring on the podcast. You're welcome. It was so much fun. <laughs> and happy St. Paddy's Day. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you for tuning in to Cool Chats today. We'll be back soon with another episode profiling the personal stories of another member or members of our Cool Choir community across Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Until then, remember to sing loud and proud, everyone. Oh, yeah.